join us again to do the title tune from their latest album entitled Finally Got Myself Together. Let's do it one more time, gang, for the fabulous impressions. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Hello and welcome to the latest and greatest and newest episode of the Wookiee Genome Project, the Star Wars podcast that's about, uh, well, what, what, what's the, how do I start these things? The best Star Wars podcast ever that's not completely about Star Wars, but mostly it is. I don't know. That's, I had a better uh, intro there, but I didn't write it down for this one because it's kind of off the cuff, uh, kind of uh, last minute here, but uh, I got two buddies here with me and I'd like them to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Bobinator. And I'm Carl, and uh, I'm a human being. Yeah, so apparently, for those of you who don't listen to my other much more popular show, uh, which is the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, Cal and Bobinator are uh, my two long, long, long time co-hosts on that show. They've been doing it for so long that um, it's lost all meaning at this point. It really has. It's just just a thing. (laughs) And... uh, they so right now, I mean, we're still doing the show, and um, they're actually in a lot of cases lately because around the holidays, especially, I get really busy. They take kind of take over even when I'm not available, which is great. And uh, so they were recording um, one of our uh, Patreon bonus shows tonight, and since they were both still around, I asked them to uh, stop on by. And uh, I was because they're they're fans of uh, Star Wars, but they're not like Star Wars mega fans, so. Um, I've gotten in trouble mixing up uh, hyperspace and warp space. I think you know I get in trouble what? sometimes. I'm all like, "Was that shot him with his phaser?" Who? And they're like, "That's a blaster." I'll say, I'll say this though, Cal. Like that was before Last Jedi came out, and the Last Jedi mixes up light speed and hyperspace all the time. Um, so <laughs> that's I yeah, it's my fault. I just like I got in there and was writing the script, and I was like, "Crap, uh, I don't." I forgot I'm not looking this up, and I just typed it. I mean, they probably are interchangeable, but I mean, like anyway. The point the point is is like I, I like my last. I took kind of like a month off, probably a little bit more than a month off after my last Jedi reaction show because that when I came back from that one, I, I recorded a solo podcast like about half an hour long. As soon as I got back from the movie, and I saw it like you know like the you know, the Thursday night showing like the first chance I could, you know, anybody could see it. Got to hit him with that first reaction. And, and uh, I was just like a broken man because um, I was not, <laughs> I was not expecting to like, I was trying to get, I was, I was trying to get my son like some perspective about it. Cause he was asking me before I saw the movie, like, why was I so excited about this movie? And I'm like, look, I have been waiting to find out what Luke Skywalker, my childhood hero did with his life for a long, long time, like decades. 
And people are not happy about that. Oh, no. Oh, no, they are not. Yeah. I mean, so that wasn't what bothered me, though. What bothered me, I think, was mostly that it's like he came back, but then now it's over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, that was that's always been a Star Wars thing is that, you know, you had the extended universe. And so you had hundreds probably of authors and creatives being like, in this one, Luke Skywalker does this. And in this one, he does this. And now finally in enshrined in canon is Luke Skywalker did this and now it's over. Now he's dead. And it's I loved everything about the way he went out. Um, um, But I. I mean, my, I was just, I just wasn't expecting it to, to end. And I also like, cause also I had this whole idea of like, well, they do these things in trilogies, right? Of course they do. So they're not going to just like end everything in the second episode of a trilogy, but they kind of do. <laughs> and I don't think the so, trilogy. I mean, obviously yeah. You haven't said this, but cause I've never been clear on this. Cause I have not been on the show before. We're just going full spoilers on this one. Like it's just going to be flagged. Yeah. Like, nobody, go nobody crazy. would be listening to the show who is not already like the only people who listen to my show are the people who ha- do not have enough Star Wars podcasts in their life. And it's, it's the, a little more a it's like Simpsons them. podcasts, yeah. I guess, you know, it's just like, hmm. I've listened to eight today, but I think I could do 10. Yeah. So, I mean, and the other thing is like, I'm kind of like among video game podcasts, I'm maybe like a D list celebrity, but in Star Wars podcasts, I'm like an F list celebrity. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you've got to be that desperate for content, I guess. But, uh, well, that's that's us desperate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well. Um. So the what, wait, what was? Yeah. So yeah, you spoilers are. Yeah. Spoilers abound, but I mean, I was more curious about what you guys thought because, like, for for me, that was the big surprise. It's like, oh, Luke's back, and now he's not back. He, that's it. And I was expecting to get like one more movie out of him, and. And I was also expecting like there to be like some loose ends, loose threads at the end of this one. And there weren't any. It just is like, nope, that's it. Like you can do whatever you want after this. But the, but this part of the story is over. Um, and it kind of. Yeah, this one. Yeah. I mean, that was something that immediately struck me. about This was like, wow, this movie was about 50 percent too long. And that meant that it closed up everything. You know, like every every thread that this movie had or inherited it found time or added time to go, well, this happened, this happened, this is done. And I was just like, huh, well, uh, cool, I guess. Like, you know, there's a little bits and pieces like, what is Kylo Ren going to do? That's something that's open in the air. But um, the, especially since we know what happened with uh, Carrie Fisher, the, um, like the core Star Wars original cast is kind of not really in the movies at this point. They've right. all been I, kicked I out. I can't see them like getting rid of uh, Mark Hamill. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Harrison Ford, he's old, he's cranky. I'm sure they had to pay him a ton, but I'm sure they will do something to bring back Luke. That is what for- Force Ghosts well, are literally for. Y- you would say that, but I don't know, because obviously you've got Luke, but... He- He's only a very small part of Ray's story. You know, he's like, I'm not going to teach you. Jedi suck. And that's his story, basically, to her. So I don't know whether he would show up and be, like, giving her guidance because she doesn't seem to want it. It is kind of interesting. Well, she I mean, she wanted it until she gave up on him. But I mean, like, it's it's uh, which is like, again, like, I I actually love everything that they did with Luke, especially like just him being an old curmudgeon, because you're thinking like at the end of 
of The Force Awakens, the, the 2015 movie, you're thinking like, well, wait, why was he just cooling his heels on this like island in some planet that nobody could find? Like, what was his deal? Like, surely he knew what was up, right? There is one thing I want to bring up. Yeah. He said he didn't want to be found, but didn't he make the map that showed where he is? I think it's implied that he found the map and um, or that he found the planet without having the map. And because everybody knew what he was looking for, which is the first Jedi temple, they knew if we could find a map to the first Jedi temple, then we could find Luke Skywalker. But what nobody had really considered was like, well, Luke Skywalker because probably knows like has at least a feeling about what's going on in the galaxy when he's not participating. That that was the thing that the movie had to answer is like, well, why did he just sit this one out? Like, why was he just cool in his heels? Cause we all, I mean, this is kind of a more of a, a, a super nerd type thing, but everybody knows from not everybody, but if you watch the star Wars movies, rewatch them enough, like you realize, Oh wait, Yoda knew what was happening elsewhere in the galaxy, but he wasn't participating. So, but sadly, in, in the original with, uh, movies, with Yoda, how he's kind of like genuinely pretty old, like you know, he's well, he he tells he tells you like he's nine hundred years old. Yeah, like that, it's like he's not going to go fight a war. That's not that's not his business. He can't do that. Well, yeah, that's what we all thought, and then they decided to make him like a crazy like little tiny space ninja. Well, um, like, in the prequels. Uh, but in the original movie, yeah. it was implied that he lived on that swamp planet because that's his home um, <laughs> because he says my home. This is and he looks like an amphibian and it's a swamp planet. And everybody, all the behind the scenes interviews and stuff that you, you read from these those movies, everybody th- assumed, including George Lucas, that that was where he was from. And he didn't go out and fight people because that wasn't his job. Like his job was to teach He's like, you know, he's like Pai Mei of the Force, right? Well, so well, he's, you come to where he lives and he teaches like you. All, like the most generic, like, you know, the uh, gurus who live on top of mountains, which is such a cliche. Exactly. Like, that's who he is. You don't. Right. He teaches other people. But um, I think that, yeah, like you mentioned, um, like that the Force Awakens did this and this and this. And that was, I think, the the thing that this movie inherited that it had a lot of like to do. Like, you can't explain Luke in many other ways other than him just kind of being an angry curmudgeon because otherwise he's an asshole because he's just letting right. the galaxy explode. Like he's like, eh. Right. Exactly. And so you, he has to be like, no, I'm out. I got out and you should leave. Cause I don't want to deal with the galaxy anymore, which, which makes sense. Cause you've got some guy who basically like burnt his entire youth out and, you know, murdered his own dad essentially. Right. I mean, yeah, he turned out fine, but everybody else uh, that he knows about didn't. So, like, it that's the interesting thing I thought was like that. This is why, like, I'm kind of like famous now because I guessed the whole like Luke's not going to want to train Ray. He's going to say the Jedi uh, should stop. There shouldn't be any more, and he's going to blame himself for everything that's happened. And lo and behold, that's exactly what the plot was. But the reason why I knew that. It's not because I'm like a magic man with psychic powers. It's because like that's the only story you can really tell that is compelling. It's the only thing that's that the only thing including left. the prequels, which I generally forget about the prequels in uh, anything other than like wide notes about what happens in them. But, you know, even those, it's basically let's kill all the Jedi. Like that's the that's the premise right. of them. It's scrub the Jedi. And what are you, you going to do? Like you're going to bring them back like. The Jedi are not it's, good in those movies. They are just kind of... In those of, movies, they're not, yeah. yeah. So 
Luke would have been like reading these texts. He would be like, these guys are assholes. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. The movie makes that the Jedi are bad. Would you agree with what they're saying there? I think it just says that, you know, they're not, they don't necessarily, they're very neutral as opposed to being good and bad. Although, you know, I guess because the Sith are bad, you know, they're always in the field of bad that the Jedi oppose them. So they're good, which isn't, that's not the case, really. They're just, they're better than bad. It doesn't make them good. I don't care what the jingle says kind of deal. Um, <laughs> what did you think, Bob? Like, did you feel that was weird or? Well, let me think. I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to put this, like, I guess a Jedi aren't necessarily bad, but I guess, I mean, I guess you could make an argument that they kind of allow the Sith to exist by themselves. So you kind of have to have both of them gone to really make a difference. Well, that, that was, you say that that was where the movie went, right? Like that is basically what episode eight says is that if you have Jedi, you have Sith and that is what you have. Yeah. It's, I mean, this, this is, this is the reason why, like, I feel like the, these movies complicate things, but they have to complicate them because the prequels sort of created this whole mythology that didn't exist in the original three movies. It just made it up. So they made up this thing like, oh, well, the Jedi don't allow their students to like have attachments to people. They don't let you fall in love. You can't get married. You can't ever see your parents again. They train you from age two. Um, and that's the way they always did. It. It's like, no, that's the way you decided they did it because that's the way you wanted to tell the story then so because it's the only story. Because you- like, I can't yeah. picture like lovable Yoda from episode five being like, I don't have attachments to people, hate everyone. Yeah. Like, no, well, there's- that's not him. Yeah, there's a great scene from, well, not a great scene, a uh, telling scene from episode three, as I recall, where uh uh, Hayden Christensen is com- complaining to Yoda about how he's having these nightmares where someone important to him gets killed or, or dies. And Yoda's like, well, that's your fault for having attachments. Like, that's your <laughs> fault for loving people. It's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> like, you're, And then like Yoda, of course, like he, he screws everything up, realizes it's all over. I let the, the entire uh, galaxy uh, fall to like, you know, this like space Hitler guy. And he fights him to a standstill. They were, they're both like beaten within an inch of their lives, but Yoda falls down. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then he goes and like moves to a swamp planet and never comes back. It's like, no, you almost killed that guy. You almost did it. Yeah, I just would try you know, again. G- yeah. Give it another shot. You Team know, up with you and McGregor and you both go at him. And yeah, cause you, you and know, McGregor, he was great. He beat up everyone. And then he, yeah. Yeah. I, so that's, I mean, you know, these movies, you know, the new ones have inherited all of these, these things so they have no choice but to do what they do or basically scratch the whole canon which as you kind of implied i think is what this movie tried to do by hitting the end of this movie and being like all right now we can tell whatever the hell we want i what do you think bob what did you think did you get that impression or did you feel like this is just another star wars movie well i mean this does look like the third movie is kind of meant to I imagine there's going to be some attempt in Thermy of wiping the slate, so to speak. Like, most of the Rebels are dead, and something bad is going to happen to Kylo Ren and probably the rest of the First Order. So, I guess a third movie, you couldn't really tell the story, the story that's being told anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, I I wonder whether they can really do it though, because I don't know what they're going to replace them, the bad guys with. It's like, yeah, they don't have a lot of that's, that's been, I guess, one of the weaknesses of the Star Wars franchise in the core movies. I did hear like some of Lucas's like early plans or like the post, uh, the post sequel, like the post new hope trilogy. It wasn't going to be about the empire is like, like a trilogy about dealing with like the galaxy after the empire, like trying to fix that and everything. And that'd be a good way to go. I hope they don't like discard that entirely just to try something different. It That's interesting. I don't know. I think I know what you're talking about, but it's hard to, I remember I forget why I heard that. Cause there's so much information on what Lucas wanted to do. That didn't happen. I mean, the problem is, is he changed his mind every time uh, a journalist asked him the question. So like, he like the brilliance and the frustration of George Lucas, I think is that, or uncle George as I, as I call him, um, is a term of endearment, but also like, you know, like there's the uncle like, Oh, that's just uncle George. You know, like he says a lot of things and uh, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, you love him. He's great. And he does great things, but also like you don't trust him. If you think about these things as, Oh, there's going to be a sequel trilogy. And we were going to get three movies and like a complete, yeah, that that's kind of done. Like that can't happen because what you really have is you've got, Three prequels, which regardless of what your feelings about them, like a lot of people really like them. They get, but then and then you got a five movie series about basically Luke Skywalker that overlaps with the next generation, and then and then the next movie seems like it's just going to take up there, and it's like whatever they do, and that's kind of why I hope they don't kill um, Kylo Ren in the next movie because. I'd like to see him just like you've got a totally new kind of emperor character where he's like just a brooding man child who I think it would cheapen his arc to just kill him like that seems really like the laziest way out is to kill a character I think uh, unless it really suits their sort of arc and I mean he's there's too many like uh, sort of story hinges on him he's related to too many characters he's maybe actually conflicted about himself and also you know you've already had Anakin become Vader and you've had this whole like crazy good person becoming evil and you've had evil people becoming good. It just feels lazy if you're just like, uh, he just dies. You know what I want to see from the third movie? I don't know if this is going to happen. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll be the one to predict what happens and I'll be super awesome. But you know what I want to see happen? What? I want to see Kyle Ren like successfully take control of the entire thing going on. And he just, he is just really bad at it. Like he, he is obviously not doing anything right. He is just doing everything just for his own self gratification, and he's just ruining everything. It would be. I feel like that's one way you could go. I mean, this okay. So the episodes seven and eight were written not exactly concurrently, but pretty much back to back. And like the like the you know this new movie that just came out was written before anybody had ever seen the you know the 2015 movie so it's like in a lot of ways that's one of the reasons why i think it didn't really it kind of pissed people off is because there was this whole body of expectations that came out of the last movie about what we'd see in this one but the guy who wrote it and directed it didn't know about those expectations because they didn't exist yet and it's not like he would have necessarily done something but he might have addressed them in some way Differently. Is this basically like the, the the phasma problem or whatever, where you have this 
just this minor character who's built up substantially. Um, and so they, they can't fit into the narrative because they are not actually important or this idea it's, isn't important. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest, it seems like the most enduring misgiving, like, although I think people's initial reaction to Luke's story was bad. I don't hear much about that anymore. I think people have more or less accepted that he had a cool ending and I, I like the way he went out. I think that was really cool. He did something totally new and unexpected. I, I wasn't, I would have never seen coming. As a complete aside, I really wish we got to see him fight more in his uh, style that he had adopted um, against Ren. Like, I mean, it's only like two or three like things, but he does this whole like slightly sort of drunken fighting kind of sword thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's like he can't actually touch him. Yeah, he can't touch him, but it's just like that's really cool to see Um, because, you know, obviously I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. I completely understand why they went with the sort of wire foo style of uh, saber fighting that they did in the prequels. Mm-hmm. But I do like that sort of, because that drunken movement has that kind of like slightly choreographed, slightly, uh, you know, very fluid movements to it. It totally yeah. suits Luke as a person, especially crazy, crazy Luke, like old curmudgeon right. Luke having this really loose style. And I would have liked to see an actual, like, like him actually engage with that sort of fighting. Um, we're not going to get that, but maybe someone else will adopt that. I just thought that was a really cool thing to see him fight in a different way because no one else has fought with the saber in that way in the in the movies. You know, that's true. All... That's true. What's interesting about Ray that I figured out only very very recently is that because the only thing she learned to fight with was a stick. When you look at the way she holds and moves the lightsaber, she moves it as if it were a stick with like a whole other half to it that you can't see. That's well, they do the make way. like a, a brief uh, reference to it when she's beating up the rock, right? Like she's kind of trying to yes. make her stick style into a saber style. Um, and that right. was, that's cool. You know, that's again, that's like a little bit of character elements, you know, like she's acknowledging that she has to fight with the saber for some reason. Uh, okay, you could probably answer this. Does someone use a lightsaber spear in like extended universe stuff? Does someone? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like the lightsabers now, now in these new movies, they have all kinds of weapons that apparently can go toe to toe with a lightsaber without a problem. So nowadays, like, I don't really know like whether there's any reason why you would want to use a lightsaber unless you really just felt like I want to risk cutting off my own toes. Like that's, that's what I want to do with my life. Um, <laughs> uh, but sabers, they're, yeah. they're pretty, uh, especially freaking Ren and his crazy cross saber. Like, let me just get my fingers as close to this blade as physically possible. I just really, I really want multiple blades near my body. That's a good idea. You know, like yeah i mean i thought i was i always got the impression that like something about the way his blade was not quite formed correctly that he messed something up in the process of building his and he's just stuck with it that way i like the idea that it's like an angst blade it's just so like it is so like teenage angsty just like well you got a saber i got like a it's like a sword with laser pommels i do like if that is true that he actually messed up Mingy's lightsaber, that would be so great because that is like exactly what I'm wanting from the character right now. Well, I mean, his saber is also like it's it burns furiously, right? It doesn't kind of lightsaber the way most of the other sabers do. It has this like ejection port kind of deal. He seems to have have made it himself without knowing exactly what he was doing (laughs) is what it looks like, because there's like you look at the uh, you look at the prop and there's like a couple like 
wires that have been, you know, like patched or like patching like circuit, some kind of circuit together from like a, it's just like, it's just a wire, like a loose wire is hanging off of it. <laughs> um, so, so it's like, which is crazy when you think about like the sophistication of technology in this world. But then again, like the Millennium Falcon is basically like a, like a hot rotted, like, you know, 32 Ford, you know, it's like, but in space, it's like, you, you can like hit it hard enough and it will start to work correctly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you that, know what I mean? Like it's, that, that's like the whole fun <laughs> of the, the franchise though, isn't it? That it's just like, right. stuff. Works. It's all, yeah, <laughs> it's all, it's all fake technology, but it's believable because it works the way that the stuff we use every day works. Like a, an X-wing fighter is no more sophisticated than a riding lawnmower. You know, like, and so we can understand it. It also you know? kind of, um, but, if you want to get into the sort of uh, canon space, it also explains why there's kind of a hard upper limit on their technology because they don't get more sophisticated than this. It's all no, lawn mowers, so they cannot miniaturize it down. And when they do miniaturize it, it's a ginormous impractical cannon in uh, that they dump into, like, the sand, which was okay. yeah i mean that's that was interesting like i i got the impression that a lot of the like stuff that we see in the movie is just there because that's where the story went (laughs) which i kind of like it's just like oh no they were always planning to go to the place because it's got a giant thick ass door that they can hide behind it's like they're not going to abandon that plan because they could hole up in there for long enough for somebody to rescue them and then of course if they got a thick ass door it's like well how do the bad guys get through it (laughs) Well, they've got like a battering ram cannon and that like, and that becomes the thing that everybody else has to, you know, like, some, like, does it have wheels? <laughs> no, it doesn't. They have to drag it with their like giant horse walk. Some requisition <laughs> officer on like Snoke's ship is like, huh, I told you, I told you we needed the giant cannon. You guys all told me we didn't need it, but you guys, now everybody made fun of me for packing the giant battering ram cannon, but now who's laughing? We needed the battering ram cannon and oh, I packed it. I should get a promotion. And then he gets killed. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, yeah. Cause you know, it's like, why don't they bomb them from space? Uh, I don't know. Cause Ren was like, I want to watch them die or something. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the same thing. It's like, why don't they just nuke them and, and the empire strikes back? Like, do they not have those kinds of weapons? They can like travel faster than light exponentially faster than light, but they don't have like a <laughs> bombs. Like, <laughs> sure. You know, but that's just the way that's the logic of the movie. It's a fantasy movie. It doesn't make any sense. So, um, yeah. Can I divert the conversation just a bit? Absolutely. Please do. I want your opinion on something. Okay. The thing I hear people complain about more than anything in this movie, among many things I will admit, is the whole dynamic with Poe and Holdo. And I'm wondering if you have any opinions on that either way. I want to hear what Cal says first, and then I'll, I'll tell you my opinion. Is uh, Holdo is the uh, engineer, right? I mean, Her I'm just going to make sure. lady, uh, Laura Dern's character. Oh, no, right. I've got the wrong characters. I've switched everything around my head. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, the only problem I had with that dynamic is it really seems like uh, they, they built her up as a flawed character because she really, really could have just used an executive decision to maybe mention what they were doing to someone who she knows is an extremely, like, uh, like a... a fucking a powder keg of explosion and she didn't try and diffuse it at all and that's i guess it's kind of interesting because it means that both of these characters basically did exactly what they would do in their situations and it all went horribly wrong because that's what those two characters are gonna do and that's that's interesting enough i guess i 
I did feel it felt a little like, okay, well, we need a lot of drama, so we're going to have these characters have a lot of drama. Um, certainly, you would be court-martialed to hell and back if you did what he did. Um, right. So I, it was a bit weird, their send-off at the end. I guess that's the only bit that kind of stands out, how people were like, people should be like, Poe, you almost got literally everyone killed with this. This was really not the thing that you probably should have done. Um because right. he's he's a main character, so he kind of gets it gets brushed under the rug a little bit, maybe. Yeah, he's got plot immunity of sorts. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is there's like there's not enough of the resistance left at the end of the movie to really court martial anybody. It's no, like no, which is a little weird. Okay, so like Scruffy the janitor and this warrant officer and this like uh, military policeman and a uh, some crystal foxes. I don't know what that they are. Like, yeah, like a, a couple room. of the Pokemon that we picked up on this planet that will. Uh, <laughs> They're going to judge you. <laughs> it's a jury of your peers and all. Yeah. I mean, so I think that this is a, an example of, I think where the movie kind of outsmarts itself in a way, because what it's doing is literally, I think exactly what would happen in a real military situation, which is that your commanding officer does not have to, and will not tell no. you anything because you are supposed to follow orders regardless of whether they make sense to you or not. If you do not, if you start questioning those orders, because this doesn't make sense to me, People could die. That's why they don't tell you. And in fact, like once he learns even a little bit of the plan, when he sees them fueling up the the escape ships, what's he do? He tells Finn and Rose and then Benicio del Toro overhears it and he rats them out. <laughs> and so this is why you don't tell people your plan because anybody could be a traitor on that ship. And it's and I mean, this is another interesting thing, but but that's not really I don't think that it's it's properly you have to telegraph that to the yeah, audience because they like, aren't thinking about it. You have about... to explain this. Like I know, like it's weird because like movies are often over criticized, especially now for for explaining too much, for like writing it out, like broadcasting, like this is the character's motivation, like in really right. loud things. And in this one particular character instance, they don't. And this is the one that really needed it because we don't know Holdo, and by doing that. Because as you said, they they played themselves, they outsmarted themselves. We don't know Holdo, so maybe she is a coward. Right. And so we're coming at it from Poe's position because Poe is the hero. And that's right. that's like that's clever. But it also is basically the movie is just withholding information from us and makes us uh, feel stupid right. when if Yeah. They, if they told you what her plan was and didn't tell the character, it would be fine, except that you would no longer question whether she was <laughs> legit or not. Which is the whole point of having her not wearing like a military uniform. It looks like my theory is that she was a part of like, remember the planets that got nuked in the first movie or not the first movie, the the episode seven. Mm. Like, I think that she was with that fleet and she was at some kind of gala. And then she finds out that the rest of her like (laughs) Starfleet was just destroyed. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to go hook up with like Princess Leia. Because I don't know what else to do, but she's still because it takes place like the next day, so she's still wearing the clothes she had. Yeah, on. it's a busy is, movie. Is, <laughs> it's it's like when you think about it that way, it's like, and that that's also like why it's like kind of awkward and weird how they say like all the all the uh, all of our commanding officers were killed, Admiral Akbar, they're all dead. It's like well, why'd you mention Akbar? Like uh, they had to because if you thought he was still alive, because he's wondering admiral. why they put Laura in charge. Right, he's an admiral. He's the most famous admiral in Star Wars. So it's like, and, and if he the said fact that he was like, just he just yeah. happened to be included in the previous movie, so he had to be there in this one. But 
then it's like, well, I want to do a thing where you're not sure whether the new admiral is on the level or not. You can't have Akbar. He's unimpeachable. He's like a fish man who who saved yeah, the galaxy. Yeah, Akbar said we're doing you this. Know. You'd be like, all right, all right. Well, if Poe says no, then then he's an asshole because Akbar has never. He looked like a bad guy. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so it's a big. It's it's like it makes sense when you think about it. But then again, like I, that's why I mean when I say like and sometimes I think Ryan Johnson uh, was kind of like a little bit smarter than he he maybe gave his audience too much credit. I, I think in, in some, some ways, if you let the audience in that it was actually Poe scoring up, you wouldn't feel cheated about it. You would just be like the whole time like, Poe, no, stop. You, you're ruining it. Um, And they weren't willing to do that. Like they weren't willing to paint him as the. Because, as I said, he gets a slap on the wrist for essentially getting right. thousands of oh, yeah, people he, killed. Like, that's that's heavy, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it is, I think, like, the point of this is that if you're, if you're Leia and you realize, like, I'm not going to be doing this forever. In fact, she probably, she acts like she, the way she plays the character, you, you feel like, or at least I got the impression, maybe this was, like, with hindsight, because I know that Carrie Fisher is not alive anymore. Um, which which just breaks my heart, but it's like I I watch it. I'm like she's got to pass the torch to somebody, and this is the only person left. Really, you got to give him a lesson. Like what he did is, look, people were probably that many people were going to die no matter what he did. I think um, it's just like you do you do the best you can, but sometimes like not sometimes like I guess the point of the movie was like just going out and doing the most like heroic stupid thing ever. If you're a leader of like a if, if people are trusting you with their lives and with like a, some kind of sacred, you know, rebellion type mission, like you might not want to be acting that way all the time. Like just because you, it feels like the thing, the best thing to do would be to like, just like throw your life away. That might not be the best thing to do. And I think this is something that you're never going to see in another star Wars movie ever again, because I don't know. Like, I think it works once. I think it's a nice trick to do once it's an interesting theme to like have these characters grow into like leadership positions. But I, I feel like if they do, if they ever do this again, it's going to be like, oh, can't these morons do anything right? Like they just <laughs> suck. But it's interesting because you get this very common criticism with star Wars, especially after like the prequel era where they were just like outright superheroes. All the heroes of the movie were just like, could just like, they could basically fly. Um, and it's like, you wonder like, can't they like, don't it just feels a little bit weird and, and the same thing like in to a lesser extent like the original movies like the stormtroopers can't hit anybody well like yeah like you watch any movie where bad guys shoot things and they don't hit anybody that's, that's the way it works it's just in star wars the bullets move really slow and they're bright red and you can watch them as they exit the gun and then hit a wall or something so it's really obvious that they're not hitting and you, you can't hit you can't you know, hit, like a, uh luke with a blaster very easily it's it's just it's impossible they just bend in midair right. if you shoot at that guy because right yeah. So like they, they, because it's, that's the way, like if it were a cowboy movie, you wouldn't see any of it. You just see guns that go bam. And then, uh, but it just didn't hit him and nobody would question it because you can't see the bullet. Right. But when you can see the bullet, it's like, well, they can't hit anybody. <laughs> like, like, it's really obvious. It kind of exposes the artifice a bit. And it's the same thing. It's like if all the, if the good guys harebrained schemes always work, then the next harebrained scheme doesn't seem that like exciting. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was an interesting, but I, again, like I don't think you could ever do this trick again. Uh, I one last question before, before I let you guys go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to address this one to Bob. Like, what did you think about that? Did you feel like 
upset that all the stuff that the heroes did just didn't seem to work? I guess it has. It's not like it hadn't been done before. I mean, there are a lot of parallels to Empire, and a lot of people did like that movie. But I don't know. I mean, I guess if we're talking the movie on its own merits, it kind of does seem like they get they don't really accomplish a whole lot in the end besides they didn't die. So, and maybe some people are mm-hmm. into that kind of movie, but it is kind of strange for a Star Wars film, especially considering the previous... Well, I mean, I guess a, I guess a plan to get blown up in the last movie, that didn't really affect the characters themselves as much. So. Right. That's true. Well, I yeah. just got to remember that... Uh, don't, don't tell them short. Stoke got cut in half, um, which is... <laughs> a thing that happened yeah. you know which i i was laughing laughing out loud when i saw that because i'm like oh the internet yeah gonna i was fit yeah, when i see i was I, I was like okay well this is fair he can do that but this is gonna raise the biggest can of uh worms in terms of wait you could do that you could have always done that is this a new idea is is ren extra powerful because i noticed that obviously his uh really powerful ability that he was just sort of callously carelessly handed in um the force awakens the ability to just stop a fight by just using his stop fight hand um was removed from this one because obviously it would be overpowered and if he tried to use it on luke it would have just like you'd be like huh they didn't respond at all you know like well right yeah i mean it's that kind of thing like the 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 way I know his, like I, I liked his new powers because I liked the idea that he, uh, he can do that when he's just focusing on one person. But if you like try to swarm the dude, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was a cool power. I think it's also like, it was interesting um, yeah, when he's blustering, yeah. like when he's in Kylo, like the, the Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, like I'm a big man kind of mode, then he can use all of his powers. But when he's, uh, like when he feels like he's not actually hot shit, he, um, can't do it. Which yeah. I think is cool. Um, I like that that like Snoke right. scene because you know I we all knew what was going to happen. We could all like that was that was a very yeah you were supposed scene. To know. Yeah, yeah, they were telegraphing it because that was the drama. It was like you knew what was going to happen, but the but he didn't. Yeah, and it just it feels good, but it also kind of makes you feel like oh no, this guy's going to get unceremoniously like punked out. <laughs> and I don't think anybody who made this movie had any idea how fascinated people would be with this fake emperor (laughs) like he's obviously just the fake emperor like that's that's what he's there to do it's like the emperor shouldn't have died in return of the jedi he just did because they didn't want to make any more movies yeah it's it's really funny he shouldn't have died because it's like if again this is like because there was a gap between the movies if you had have watched these on a streaming program and it was just movie movie you'd be like okay that's fair that's what happens to that guy. I mean, and, but you have people like, who's Snoke? If, what is he doing? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Imagine if instead of a, like, you know, Andy Circus like, CGI puppet character, imagine if it were the Emperor Emperor who got chopped in half like that. I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, if, you, <laughs> if people would have rioted in the theaters, <laughs> but it would have been so great because it's like he has nothing else to do in the story. You should just kill him. And it's like, it's the last thing you see coming. Yeah. But it still had that effect because we, in our minds, like in our imaginations, we're like, okay, he's the new emperor. Got it. It's like, so it, it is kind of the same, but I just wish, I was like, oh man, I, it's too bad that they killed they him in that movie. Him. He's, 
I mean, I'm sure that they'll make comics and books and all that that'll tell everybody exactly who he is, but, you know, I'm not sure that's quite the same, especially... It kind of feels like they're he's what just there to fill a role that maybe didn't necessarily need to be filled at this point. Well, I think you got to have somebody because you don't want to have like a, a straight up like Darth Vader who's like totally autonomous kind of character because we've seen that. So you have to have some kind of like evil master, and then like that. I think I think that had to be there in some way. But yeah, I agree. Like I was certain that they would do. I didn't think that he was going to be like a character we'd met before. That was, I think, the main reason that people were pissed off is because they thought like he was going to be some character from Star Wars history that was somehow turned into like an eight foot tall skeleton face man. Which is kind um, of interesting. Which I don't you know, know like, how... It's not like like Star Wars, especially the original films, were more than happy to just be like, this is some guy like you don't know him. It's right. just this is the guy. <laughs> yeah, it implies a story, but you were satisfied with it because you're like, oh, man, I guess we'll never know what the Emperor's story was. And then you learn that he was just some guy and like from a skyscraper planet. Yeah, like, he had an office just... and everything. And like he hatched evil plans from his evil office. And he had he was in an office a lot. Because, yeah, like I mean, why is an evil like, wizard an evil uh, wizard? Because yeah. he's an evil wizard. There's no it doesn't that never matter. Right. And even, I don't need to see him and even in school. And even in the prequels, what people don't realize is like. George Lucas was no dummy. Like he was like, I'm not going to tell you how he got his evil powers. He just has them. <laughs> like I can't, I don't have time to explain where he got his evil powers. And that was the right move because it's like, there's no good explanation for it. Like, no, <laughs> like he's just like, you can't tell that story. And it's just, it's like, but it's, I, I feel the pain of the, of the, of the, of the Uber nerds out there who are just like, I will who he was and where he came from and why it's like, I mean, but there's no way to do that story. Like he's just, he's obviously some evil space wizard who was like just chilling out until the last evil space wizard dies. He's like, all right, now it's my turn. Let's evil this shit up. And, uh, and then he did it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, he, he it's like, that's about it. And it's like, you can, yeah, you can tell another story, but I don't really know what else there was to do with that character. Like have Luke show you know, throw down with him, Like, Luke has to be scared of him or else uh, you kind of blame him for not going after him, I think. Like, well, because he, cause he like, had to be as, you know, in the context of the movie, he had to be as strong as he was to sort of be like, oh, okay, so Luke might have gotten his ass kicked, so he didn't didn't go after that again. Like, he's like, nah, forget this. I'm not fighting another emperor. I'm like, last time I got I got zapped by lightning yeah. and my dad died. Yeah. That, was, that was crap. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to wait for my dad to throw him down a giant hole. That's yeah, how like, I won that fight. Yeah, that's just funny. Like, I, like Luke didn't really win in that fight. Like he's like, "Ow, um, please, you know, find the good in you." Like that was it. Like that was his contribution, by and large, to that fight. I know, like he technically well, bested Vader, but yeah, I don't know. Vader's heart was in it either. He obviously decided here, to throw the Emperor down a shaft. So yeah, clearly, I mean, here's the thing that nobody talks about or thinks about you want to talk about people whose plans go nowhere what would have happened in return of the jedi if luke didn't do that what if instead of doing anything he's just like okay i saved han solo now i'm gonna take a nap um just kind of <laughs> chill out you guys do something guess what the emperor and probably darth vader would still have died because lando blew up the death star that those people were on so yeah. guess what this whole like stupid thing about like oh oh there was a prophecy like darth vader was gonna bring like the, he's like the Jedi Messiah and he was gonna no it's like guess what Lando's the Jedi Messiah because he's the one who solved the problem well that like, does sound the like Emperor Lando. Was probably still the Emperor was probably still falling down that 
bottomless shaft when the thing was exploded. <laughs> so he probably was still alive. He was just like, he ran out of air. Like, you know, it's like, ah, and it's like Bill and Ted's bogus during where they just keep falling. And they're like, I don't know. I, well, I, mean, I don't want to scream anymore. If, like, it's a death star. I mean, if you fell into the center of it, right, you would just be suspended in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what that is like, like hanging I mean, in the middle of the Death Star and then it explodes. That's the. All right. I want you to build me like a throne room type observation chamber, but I want a big pit in it. It's just like an exhaust pit or something like it goes down to the, you know what I mean? Like, just do it. I saw like the original concept for that last fight. Apparently it was like, it used to be like a room full of lava. So that's not much better. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was um, big fans of lava. Yeah. It looks cool. Um, does look cool. You don't really think about how hot it would be to be standing right next to a boiling lake of molten rock. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you would. I mean, you, you would lose your skin before you even touch that it. That got good um, air but, conditioning. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, that's the interesting. They actually, here's the interesting thing, Bob, is that they actually built a uh, like a model of the throne and everything that they were building that stuff, and then they and then it was changed. It's like now we're going to make another Death Star, and. You know, it's like it's like, but they had that stuff built up, and yeah, I guess it really doesn't. I don't think it would be that much better, to be honest. Like, I, I really do feel like the whole Emperor thing. Like, although I love the performance in it, I love Ian McDermott's like performance in every Star Wars movie he's in. I think he's great. Um, he's just so happy to be evil, and he doesn't really need a reason to be evil. He just he just likes it. I mean, the fact it's that like, he can sort of wade through the dialogue of the prequels and still sell the character is very impressive. You know, like he. Oh, he's a, he's a pro. He's like Peter Cushing in a way like Peter Cushing, like could read any crap you put in front of him and make it make it good. Yeah, uh, it, that's that important. Good. and it, it makes the it makes the movies more watchable compared to a, like if you had someone who was not very good in that role, it would. Really yeah, I mean, you and McGregor, too, I think like you and McGregor doesn't get enough credit for what he accomplished there because you know you set up even a great actor and it's like okay this tennis ball that we're dangling from the ceiling with fishing line in this perfectly green empty hangar that is the guy you're talking to i I he's gonna say do like the behind the scenes (laughs) stuff that they um do but you know these new movies since we were supposed to be talking about them uh you can't complain about the effects you know more practical stuff but uh it's all all pretty good there's lots of scenes in this movie that were like okay that's star wars enough i know people don't like the casino bits because i don't know they don't like new things that actually are really star warsy being introduced to the franchise that didn't make much sense to me but mm. what bob what did you think of that and then i'll let you guys go this last thing is the casino planet it was a, it was a good bit of action but i feel like it wasn't really necessary overall it was kind of the sort of scene that you'd have just for something to show in the trailer, I would say. Does that be wrong? I, Your I opinion think can't be right. wrong like, there, buddy. I, no. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Like, look, I, I like this movie a lot. The more, you know, the second time I saw it, I loved it. And uh, But I gotta admit, like, I feel like that whole sequence was kind of doughy. Uh, just what didn't come out of the oven... And you know, it came out of the oven a little bit too soon. I think maybe. the big it problem just... is you had um you had Ray and Luke, and that was a great, you know, that whole s- segment of scenes, everything involving them is great. And so, but then you kept flipping back to this other sc- scene that you know it's not going to compare to the Luke and Ray stuff. You got you got yeah. Luke back, you know. Right. I mean, they try their best. I also feel like Benicio del Toro's performance. Like I know a lot of people like it. I was kind of not so crazy about it. Like he just he is 
just chewing the scenery, just like knife and fork, cutting it up, ripping huge chunks of it out, stuffing it into his mouth and just chewing it. It's a bit much. And, and it's just like, I, I got to say, like, I don't, I don't think that it's yeah. like, oh, it's intentional so that when he's evil, it's less you know, like that. It's like, whoa, he was actually evil kind of deal. Like, I, I don't think it would be something like that. I think it's just like, it's a bit too over the top. Uh, when your performance is kind of less over the top than the circular ball droid shooting coins everywhere, maybe maybe you did need to to dial it back a tiny yeah. bit. When, when people are like, "Man, that that stutter is just I can't believe that," and you got like the, yeah, the BB-8 like doing the <laughs> spitting the coins, like I I, I kind of like no, that. I like that. I kind of enjoyed that. I was like, yeah, it's like okay, that's, sure, that's cute enough, you know. Like it, that was that scene was most of the way there. Um, I think its problem is that I, it. It, it increases the time for the movie, which I complained about earlier. Like this movie has two mm. movies crammed into one movie and it doesn't, it cannot handle that much movie. It's just not. It is a lot of movie, but, and yet they don't really go to nearly as many plants as they normally do in these star Wars movies. Usually they go to like five or six and this one they don't. Right. Because they keep, um, they keep cutting to the different ships back and forth doing stuff. And Right. Which I really liked. Cause it was like a weird sci-fi kind of, return to like sci-fi-ness of like oh no they just like they came up with some fake rules and they're gonna follow those rules <laughs> and uh but yeah like i like I, what i like about the 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 casino planet thing was i liked just like the kind of like gratuitousness of it it's just like they gotta go somewhere let's make it someplace crazy and fun to look at just like we gotta do something with these characters like we'll, we'll make them go you know it's like yeah, like it's Casino Planet. You know, that's it, it that's does. more interesting than a lot of the yeah. other planets that are like it's Desert Planet, but it's Desert Planet again, and it's like yeah. cool. I, I like how it kind of folded into the ending too. The ending was probably the thing that that took me out of it the most the first time I saw it because it's like, oh, it's over. Oh wait, no, there's like this kid, and he's got like he goes out and like they're playing with toys, and he's got to like uses the force to move a broom, and then. I mean, the second time I saw it, I kind of fell in love with it because I realized like, no, this is the end of Luke's story. And it's just showing you that, no, he didn't die for no reason. Like he saved people. He didn't die just to save like, you know, 25 people on a spaceship. Like he died to like inspire the next generation of heroes. And not that that kid's going to grow up to be anybody important. It's just like, no, he like inspired people to like, he did what the, you know, like as a character, Luke Skywalker yeah, he, he became uh, the Luke Skywalker that the movie and the movies before it are touting. You know, like that's the he right. was like, OK, well, I'm going to be the legend Luke Skywalker. That's the that's the note that he went out on in the context of the movie. Yeah. And there is a, a whole meta yeah. passing of the, the torch kind of deal, I guess, to to Star Wars fans in general, because, you know, you had to you did have to clear the slate to give the new yeah. writers the new cast you know room to breathe which has always been this it's not quite an albatross but the the old cast and they're all great it's it's hanging around star wars until you because you can't make these stories without telling people what happened to their favorite characters and that's kind of where this is going it's like okay now we can breathe now we can tell these stories without them being obscure side stories or weird prequels or things that you didn't need to know but we're going to tell you with a whole new cast of characters and then kill them all because otherwise it doesn't make sense you know this this is finally where the movies are like okay you have no idea what's going to happen next you have absolutely no idea this is the first point where you're just like i don't know but it's going to involve ray and kylo ren and that's 
kind of the best that we can sort of get out of it. Yeah, they've got they've got probably the best you could hope for in terms of like the next generation of characters, like characters that people seem to really care about. And I, I definitely like them. I like the all of the actors involved. Um, I think John Boyega is kind of like doesn't get enough credit for in this movie. He doesn't really get a chance, I think, to do anything all that. I, th- I think it was the last movie he was in that he really was like the heart of that movie. But um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I felt like I just felt like, yeah, th- that's what you do. Like you got to do a little bit something extra because Luke Skywalker died. Like Luke Skywalker's the guy that it all started with. Like back in the old days, the, it, it was like, wasn't, they weren't even sure they were going to call the second movie Star Wars. They thought it might be all from a series called the adventures of Luke Skywalker, which is when you bought like the books and stuff in like the seventies, they didn't say like a Star Wars novel. It said, you know, Han Solo and Shnumanumana, uh, part of the adventures of Luke Skywalker, which is like, well, he's not even in this book. <laughs> that was what they thought they were going to do. And that didn't happen, but, um, you got to give him a send off because he's kind of the, where it all started. And, and I like that. The idea just, it just the, the kid in me, like the, like the eighties kid, like playing with the toys and everything. Like, I was just like, Oh, that's me. That's me. And it's like, you know, inspiring people like be better, you know, like you can, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's kind of a mushy kind of thing, but anyway, I'll let uh, Bob have the last word since we kind of didn't let him talk. Well, I mean, I think I do like the movie, but I, I'm starting to feel like maybe I shouldn't think about it as much as I have been because it starts to make me have more questions. And I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. I don't want to be contrary or anything like that. And I would say I would disagree with people who said it was a bad movie because it's clearly not, I would say. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. I think but, it's a bit better than The Force Awakens just because it's its own movie in a lot of ways. Maybe you could say the biggest issue with this movie is that too much happens. I know that's weird to say for a movie, but there was like so much to take in and so much they fit in that as you started to sit down and started to digest it all, you started to notice these sorts of things that we're discussing here. Would that be wrong to say? I don't think so. I think that's exactly right. It's like it's like a big overstuffed chair. Wait. Like it's really comfy <laughs> and I want I don't mind spending time in it, but it's also like you know, this thing is going like, to, this feels well, like it's about ready When to you pop watch it and, multiple times, yeah. you get to catch. This movie had like, I would say like four different points. It could have stopped and it just kept going. So I'm a little, a little bit annoyed about that. <laughs> it's a weird, it is a weird feeling. And I, I mean, I guess like, that's the thing is like, you could have, uh, I don't think it's too I wouldn't go so far to say it's too much of a good thing, but it's so much to take in the first time you see it, especially that you're just like, I mean, I just came out of it. And I was just like, I could not figure out what I felt about it. Cause I'm like, I had fun throughout every last minute of that movie. There was at no point was I checking my watch, but I also, when it was over, I'm like, what did I just see? What was that? Like, what I happened? felt very strongly that this movie and, will you know, be considered better and held in higher esteem. The older it gets uh, in terms of the franchise. I think that, right. It's going to be just like, yeah, it's going to be just like Empire in that regard. I think I don't think it's going to end up as high as Empire because I think it just runs too long. And so it's harder to get through. Um, But I do think like once it sort of becomes part of the franchise as opposed to the newest one, the one that's controversial, I think as people are sitting in and watching, you know, all of the movies, they'll be like, yeah, that one was good. I like that one. I, I, I enjoyed it. And 
I think that there'll be, especially if the following movie is either sells itself so well that it's like, oh, well, this this was only possible because the one before it was good. Or if the one after it isn't as good, they'll be like, boy, I wish that uh, it was as good as the one before it. So I think either way, this one's, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a relatively strong age. I mean, I think so, too. I think the more Star Wars movies they pump out, like the the better it's going to look because it's like either the next ones won't be as good or they'll be good. But then they're not going to be like this one. Like, I don't think you could ever do this again. And that's what kind of that's why I have to appreciate about it, even though I feel like stylistically it kind of doesn't quite hit the mark sometimes just in terms of like, it's just a little bit too earthly in a way. Like the, the characters kind of all talk a little bit too much, like, like they're from or something and not really from a different galaxy and, and stuff like that. But in the end, it's just like, it's just, the, it's just the guy. It's the, that's what you have. That's I, I can put up with that for getting like one guy's take on the story. And he, then he directed it and it's like, okay, this is weird, but it's, <laughs> it's clearly this guy's thing and it's not bad at all. It's great. Like, I don't think the goods, all the great stuff in it, I don't think could be there if it weren't for like the other quirkiness that you get from having like one guy write and direct the whole thing. And I think it's but, really um, cool. That you've got, um, it's 40 years or whatever. I have no idea how old Star yeah. Wars is to date. Yeah, and it, is. it was 40, 40 years last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, God, then I did get it close. Um, and that just that Star Wars can still release a movie and people can still be like, huh, that's, I didn't expect that. Or I have a strong reaction to this. You know, it's not, oh yeah, more right. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It's like, whoa, I have strong responses to this movie and it's not entirely negative. And that's, that's pretty cool that they've managed to keep doing that, that they've gotten that after all this time. And there are bits of this movie that still feel Star Warsy. They still capture that little bit of 70s energy that they had. And that's great. I think I think a lot of it does. I think I think spiritually it's 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 close enough, but also it's different enough to, to still feel kind of exciting. hear uh the three of us uh talking about something that's not star wars but with uh, probably about the same amount of um completely unearned and possibly erroneous opinions oh boy uh, check, erroneous. Out, check out our other podcast uh hardcore gaming 101 we do uh it's kind of a, we're doing a series called the top forty-seven thousand eight hundred fifty-eight games of all time title's a little bit tongue-in-cheek if you haven't guessed but um, well, we are also deadly serious we will get there yes in scientifically accurate in every conceivable way, where we rank the games you nominate on a gigantic list that just gets bigger and bigger. Um, and that's uh, you can check that out wherever fine podcasts are sold. And uh, I just want to say uh, thank you again, uh, Cal and Bob, for, for, for joining me on this uh, on this other little uh, show. And I was so glad to have your opinions. I'm so glad to be able to Thanks. commit my opinions to an audio form. I've been brimming away since I've seen this movie twice now. I'm just like, someone's got to hear my opinion. Someone on the internet needs to know. <laughs> Don't you want to hear what I have to say about this Star Wars movie? <laughs> so until next time, so long, suckers! Suckers!